Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, family. That makes us sound like we're in a cult. Hi, everyone. How are you? I love how I just asked a question no one can really answer except for you. So I'm just going to go right out there and just put this will be said in the next two episodes. I am planning a move. I'm starting to freak the fuck out. And so Ashley and I are recording a bunch of the podcast episodes ahead of time so that I can edit them ahead of time and so that maybe my sanity can be... I mean, I don't have any sanity, but we're hoping that I can keep some of whatever little I have. So if we don't talk about something that happens in this dumpster fire that is 2020, this is why. Like so many things that are happening. But for our takes on current events, you can watch the live show because we can't fuck that we're definitely alive for that exactly if we are alive if we right. make it out alive right. <laughs> unless something happens in which case you know you're all shit out of luck because you're probably in the same boat we are and if that's the case then a hologram of us along with tupac and amy winehouse will be performing our live show. nobody cares enough about us to go through the trouble of making a hologram okay get it straight i don't even care enough about us maybe our one mega wealthy mega fan in like europe Whoever you are, do the right thing. Reach out to <laughs> Reach us. Reach out, exactly. <laughs> so we've got a great show for you today. Hot Goss, one of our all-time favorites. We love that. Plus, we're discussing how the pandemic affects your kids socially. Then we have a really fun new segment that we uh, debuted on the show a couple of weeks ago on the live show called Know Your Co-Host. Bing, 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 bing. Those are like bells and stuff. <laughs> but as always, up next we have... The tits and the shits. Yay. Tell me your tits and your shits. Hmm. My tits are, those of you who have been listening know the ongoing. Uh, My parents have a camper upstate. They have all this land. We've been going, yada, yada, yada. So Matt's dad is, you know, like a, you know, what do they call the people that lead Boy Scouts? Like a Boy Scout leader? A troop leader? He's an outdoor kid. Yeah, he's one of those. Matt himself is an Eagle Scout. Sebastian's destiny as a Cub Scout and Boy Scout has been predetermined. You know, it's there's a long lineage in the Smith side of the family. So my parents really wanted him and my mother-in-law to both come up and see the land and check it out and, you know, have fun and hang out and all of that stuff. And they did. And it was a really nice time. We had a great time. You know, they spent the night here before and after. The camper is obviously small. So uh, my father-in-law, Matt and Sebastian, slept in a tent outside, which I think probably Sebastian had the best time. Sebastian loved it, who was a pig and shit, having the greatest time. So that was really, really nice. There was always such strain growing up between my dad's side of the family and my mom. And she always kind of fought to feel accepted. And therefore, I've always kind of fought. Fought is the wrong word because at this point, none of us really care. It's just it is or it isn't. But it's just always been an ongoing thing. So growing up, when I thought about my future and what it would be like when I got married and started my own family, I always wanted it to be peaceful and everyone kind of get along. And, you know, I think I pretty much have that. I think it's as good as a family can be. You know, nobody's perfect. So I feel really lucky to have that. I'm really happy that that has come true. I'm really happy that our families get along. It's really nice. Um, The shits are, I got drunk. (laughs) 
really drunk. So this morning um, at school, in Zoom school, uh, Sebastian's teacher asked, what did you do this weekend? And he told a whole story about us going on a Halloween walk and my dad jumping out of the bushes and scaring us. And I don't remember a second of it. It didn't even like come back to me when he was telling it. I literally had to go to Matt and say, did that happen? He was What were you drinking? Well, we all went to lunch at this pub, you know, sat outside at this like cute pub and I had two Manhattans and then we got back I think I had two cans of rosé yes cans um well you were camping you're roughing it yeah and I haven't gotten like that drunk in a long time it was like drunk drunk but you know the downside the reason that it is a shit is obviously you know it's a little embarrassing well the first thing is it's a shit because you're over 30 so hangovers suck Actually, it wasn't that bad. Surprisingly, it was not that bad. For as drunk as I was, it should have been bad, and it wasn't. So I think it's because I ate a good amount of steak that night. What was bad was that I got into a political discussion, and I started crying. And then, you know, my mom was like, oh, my God, stop with the crying, because she's just so accustomed to it. Anyone at this point who knows me well enough, you guys listening probably know, I'm a crier. I'm unapologetically a crier. I feel what I feel, and I don't think I should be made to feel feel bad about crying, but it is embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing that I can't have serious discussions without emoting in that way. And it's normally it would be okay. But the fact that I was drunk certainly did not help. You know, it didn't get nasty. No one attacked anyone. No one was like, you're wrong or you're bad. It was just a political discussion. And I feel so passionately about everything that's happening. It's hard for me to not take it that way. You know, you're the one that should have been on the soap opera. I have trouble crying. You would have killed it on the soap opera. You know, I actually have a very hard time crying on demand. Isn't that the craziest thing about all of it? I feel like you should get that together because if you can cry so much, you should be able to do it on demand. I know. I've tried. I feel like this is why I never really made it as an actor and I'm much better as a host. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm much better being sympathetic, like real life sympathetic and compassionate than I am faking uh, emotions, I guess. I don't know. So how about you? What what are your tits and shits? Well, I'm moving. Yeah, I don't even, I didn't even put that in because there's so much complicated things wrapped up in that, that like my brain unpacks it at night and then I have trouble sleeping. I don't know what would happen if my brain unpacked it in the morning. Like I just can't deal with it right now. Do you brain dump? at all? You mean with writing and stuff? Yeah. Sometimes, but not all the time. My type A Virgo self has really found that keeping, you know, on my laptop, I have like my notes open at all times with a to-do list and having that going really helps me. Just a friendly, overly organized suggestion. I have a to-do list, but the way that my crazy brain works is that it fixates on things that are actually not useful to fixate on. So the to-do list is all useful things, but kind of what plagues me, which will go to my shits, which I don't even know if it's a shits, but let me do it the tits first. I'm not really sure what the second part is. I'm undecided of whether it's a tit or a shit, but the definite tit is that I love the month of October. I've always loved the month of October. And for so many reasons, I have not been able to fully embrace the month of October for a little while. One, I was pregnant as fuck two years ago for the month of October. And I really didn't leave my house because I had trouble walking. So I enjoyed October from afar. And then last year, October, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I didn't get to enjoy it. Probably because we were in the throes of Scary Mommy. Yeah. I think that was a busy month for us, right? It was. We were in the throes of Scary Mommy. Yeah, because it was really busy right before we got fired. (laughs) We were the busiest we ever were the week before we got let go. I remember that. November was like crazy and October was like pretty good. Yeah. Um, So I didn't really get to enjoy October as much as I could. And then this 
year, I'll, I'm really doing my best to enjoy October, even though coming up next week, it will probably be crazy because the move, which I don't want to talk about too much because I think my brain will just explode everywhere. I also think it puts you in a really bad mood, which understandably so. That's not a complaint. It's a reason, like if it were me and something puts me in a bad mood, I'm like, I'm just not going to talk about it. Because what's the point of putting myself in that mind space? Well, like, I've tried to micromanage the fuck out of it. But, like, I really can't do anything until next week. Like, literally, I've done everything prep that I can do. And now it's just waiting, which is the worst. Yeah, the worst. So, anyway, I've been taking these long walks with Luna. And I don't mind. Like, Lee really hates the cold, but I don't mind. So, like, yesterday it was, like, cold and wet. And we just bundled up and put on our rain boots and jumped in puddles. And, you know, the other day when we recorded on Thursday, I walked out at night. And I was like, God, smell. It smells so good. Like, I'm enjoying all the smell of October. I just love the way it smells. I love the crispness. I love wearing like a bulky sweater and a denim jacket, not like a heavy coat. I just love this weather. I even don't even mind how gloomy it is. I'm kind of into that. I don't love it when it's raining constantly if I have to do shit, but I'm just really feeling October. Is that cheesy that that's my No. It's just like, I'm feeling October. You saw my Instagram post the other day. It was like- Fall leaves, basic bitch, yeah. Right. If loving the fall and like pumpkin spice lattes and leaves changing and cool weather and sweaters in Ugg boots. If that makes me basic, then I don't want to be, I don't want to not be basic. I'm I don't totally want to know okay any other way. Yeah. yeah. I actually haven't had any pumpkin spice things yet, but I got to get me some pumpkin spice thing. I had one and then I was like, Ooh, this is so many calories. And that's it's, so it's so sugary. <laughs> and then my shits are so last night during my insomnia. Cause yesterday Luna's been really, really clingy, like really clingy. Yeah. And I could not get her down for a nap unless she slept on me. And a couple times I tried to put her in the crib once I thought she was out and she woke up. So I ended up taking like a three and a half hour nap in the middle of the day yesterday, which I actually didn't want to take because I had so much shit to do. Yeah, but also good for you. I'm jealous. I wish I had. But then when I was supposed to go to sleep, I had insomnia. So Mm. that's not great. Yeah. So I went deep on my arch nemesis social media. Isn't it fucked up how sometimes it's usually when you're in a bad place, that's when you just like really go, like you just need to spew some like venom at somebody. So you just go and you find that person on Instagram and it is just it's like pew, 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 in your head. Yeah, I do it all the time. I feel ya. But I feel like I went so deep. Like I went so deep that I went through like 15 different emotions. And I I think (laughs) at the end, I came out not hating her as much. Well, that's great. I hope, I really hope that's the case. I'm very confused about my feelings, Ashley. (laughs) Like I still dislike her strongly for all the reasons why I dislike her. And I just don't understand how her life works. I just don't understand how she has so much money for things. And she's like Emily in Paris or whatever. I'm like, how do you have all this money for things when the person that you're with works at a coffee shop like Wait, I just what? her husband, her husband or, or whatever is a filmmaker and works at a coffee shop does she work enough to make all that money no right I mean she works a lot but all the people that I know that work as much as she does don't dress like her yeah she's got like Chanel boots and stuff right constant Gucci Chanel and they're not fakes they're real is her family rich don't think so. Hmm. Like I've seen her mom and her dad and they're just regular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so I like, I still don't understand her. I still wonder like she has photographs by like super famous photographers and I'm like, she probably paid for them. 
Hmm. She's on all of these podcasts, like the Artie Lang show and stuff. And I'm like, how did she get on these podcasts? Again, it's like what we talked about on last week's episode, which is like, I just, like with Emily in Paris, I'm like, I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me, like how she got all of these things. And I know her to be a not a nice person. So that's my main thing, why I don't like her. Yeah. To bring it full circle, I took a deep reflection on me. What ended up being my last final thought before I went to bed is, I think maybe I'm not a very nice person. I think that maybe I'm either the nicest person you know or a terrible person. There is this thing. There is a version of yourself in everyone you know's mind that you can't control, right? And that's not what it says verbatim. But essentially, it's like I think it back on times in my life where I probably just like wasn't a very nice person or even me just now. I'm sure there are people who think I am not a nice person and just flat out don't like me. But at the end of the day, you can't do anything about it. This is very telling. This is like the get to know your co-host section, but on accident, which is that, and Ashley can attest, I'm not one of those people that just says it and I don't actually mean it. I don't care a whole hell of a lot what people think about me. No, you don't. I mean, people would always be like, oh, that's what everyone says. No, I actually don't. Yeah. Or if I do, I don't let it change anything about me. Right. I care what I think about me and what maybe the very close people I love think about me. And so for most of the people who love me, I'm very good to them. And you know, I'm like a very loyal friend. I would do anything for anybody. I'm very generous. But for everyone else, and this is, I'm a very cut and dry person. This is like very Italian of me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I think that for the people that I don't give a fuck to, which is a majority of the people, maybe I'm not nice. What I came to last night was for a second I felt bad about that. But then the other part of me was like, eh, it's kind of who I am and I'm okay with it, you know? And today I sent you some meme that it says Aries being nice and it's like Bart Simpson giving a cake and it says, sorry, I told you the fucking truth, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like that's me in general. So anyway, I really, this late night dive into her Instagram and anyone who's interested, private message me and I will tell you who it is. But <laughs> I think I came around to just being like, I think that maybe I'm actually not the nice person and she's very triggering to me. And I, she has done some not so nice things to me and people I know. But I think really why it bothers me so much is because it illuminates the fact that I don't care about people that I don't care about. I mean, oh well. It's funny because I care about strangers a lot, like, you know, children in Africa and dogs that I've never met before, but just general public that I know but don't really, I I can be mean to. So anyway, there you have it. There's my deep dump. I don't have therapy till next week, so that's why you got that. Um, But yeah, that's where I am. That's good. That that was a deep and long one. (laughs) That was deep. Do you feel better? No, I'm in a place where I don't know myself these days. I don't know what's happening. Like I don't know how I feel about anything. Maybe I don't know. That's okay. Hopefully when this move and I also think it's quarantine, I just don't know how I feel about anything anymore. You know, there's a lot besides the move, which is like moving is awful. Every time I have to move, it's the bane of my existence. I really truly, truly, truly hate it. The world is really weird right now. And I know we've been saying that for months, but it's been really weird for months. And every time it starts to get better, it like doubles down on weirdness. It's so weird that I'm consulting horoscopes to make decisions. (laughs) But that's how like at CIM right now, I'm like, let me check the cards, see what I should do. Where's my tea leaves? I would be lying if I said that I have not been there as well. Anyway. You know? Well, stay tuned because up next is our favorite hot Gas! Oh man, should we kick this shit off? Let's kick it off. You want to start it out? Why not? We're going to start off with Bethany Frankel has split from her boyfriend of two years, Paul Burnin, which like... 
I'm going to tell you, I'm surprised because I thought she was married to him. And then she was on Watch What Happens Live a couple of weeks ago when she launched her podcast, which I surprisingly have not listened to yet. Ashley, I, are you a podcaster that doesn't listen to podcasts? Um, I mean, borderline. I'm going to be honest with you. Borderline. It's very hard for me to find time to listen. I don't go on long drives lately by myself. I'm not like going for walks by myself. I'm home most of the time taking care of my kid and doing doing work. So it's very hard for me to find time. No, it was much easier when I commuted places. Yeah, when yeah. I commuted, I listened all the time to podcasts. But now that I've been home, it's just like, I'm never alone. How am I, you know what I mean? So so thanks for listening, people that are still listening to podcasts. Yeah, truly. Thank you so much. We do very much appreciate it. But that being said, I have heard very mixed reviews about her podcast. And, you know, you saw on today's post, I tried listening to the Hillary Clinton podcast. Didn't really love it. Wasn't my favorite, but you know, whatever. It was the first episode. Anyway, back to Bethany Frankel and Paul Burnett. So a while ago, there were rumors. They had reported that they were married. Then when she was promoting her podcast on Watch What Happens Live, it came out that she's still fucking married to Jason Hoppe. They've officially spent more time trying to get divorced than they did married. Like, what is it? Custody? What the fuck is even happening? Custody can really drag shit out. What an awful man he must be. Also, though, I'm not totally surprised because she's had a tumultuous couple of years with a suicide or drug overdose. Dennis. Yeah, and then she was with this guy, and that was, like, not too far after. No, she was actually talking to him in between dating Dennis, because they were on and off again. She right, so that's what I'm saying. Housewife. So he and Paul might have been, like, a medium rebound security thing. Yeah. And then, you know, and pandemic brings out the worst in people. So, you know, I'm not surprised about No, that. me neither. Yeah. What I'm surprised about was why I thought they were married all this time. You right, know, when for- she isn't even divorced. Yeah, that's what, that was more shocking than anything. You know, I know this sounds so weird. I'm not invested in her at all, but I do feel like I wish her the best. I just want her to find happiness. For sure. I also have to say, if I, you know, I think like so many other things in life, a divorce is probably incredibly traumatizing. Not to mention her whole courting and marriage process having a baby was on television she had her own shows about it to then get divorced it's been such a talking point on tv for her in the press you know she's had to like file a restraining order against the ex or soon to be ex for stuff I don't know if I would ever get married again and this isn't a judgment on her in any way I just feel like I would be so traumatized I also think she's handled herself in it very well exceptionally well yes I could not agree more whereas other people they would need a whole PR team to do like damage control she's actually handled all of these things the divorce the restraining order the overdose or suicide of of the the boyfriend like she's handled it all really well at least from our standpoint we don't really know but this is why in my opinion even though I don't love everything she does there are times where she really annoys me I am a big Bethany fan because what I find most impressive about her is a her boundaries I always very much admire people who have really good boundaries and b her resilience and how smart she is. She is just so incredibly intelligent, not necessarily book intelligent, but how like street smart and like good at reading people and knowing a situation. It's very impressive to me. 
It's one of those things I admire. We talked about it a little bit when Kate Casey was on the show, or we, it was either on her show or when she was on our show. I can't remember. It's such a blur. The you know. showbiz, baby. It's such a blur. <laughs> but, you know, she would have done just fine without the franchise. Oh, like, yeah, she's just sure. a hustler that would always have done well. And yes. the franchise just like pushed her into the stratosphere maybe quicker. She was always going to be successful. Listen, I think the Tribeca apartments were certainly helped by the franchise, you know? Correct, correct. Okay, so the next, yes. Cardi B. We have a lot to unpack with this one. Can I introduce it? Yes. Because it really upsets me. I know. I was like so upset this weekend. So Cardi B had a 28th birthday party in Vegas. So point one. First of all, I thought she was way older. Yes, so much older than 28 years old. I am not convinced that is her true age. B, does she not realize what fucking world we are all living in? Or because she is a celebrity, she is not affected by COVID. Like she talks a lot of shit on Trump. She talks a lot of shit on this administration. And yet here she is doing the exact same thing. And people were flying it. I mean, Kylie Jenner flew in and went to it. Tiana Taylor, all these other, like Meek Mill, all these people went to this thing, to this party. And no one was socially distancing. There's tons of video of people like grinding on each other and doing like the crybaby and shit like that. Guys, we're surging. What the fuck are you doing? And also all the people that worked that party. Yes. There's just so much that was really, I just feel like shame on you. And I like Cardi B. I don't have an issue with her at all. But shame on you for sitting there and talking all the shit you talk about so many different people about the administration which deserves it and then going and turning around and doing the same fucking thing. You should know better. I thought she was smarter than that. Also, 28 isn't that big of a year. Wait till your 30th. 28 is not a big deal, okay? You're gonna be famous when you're 30. You're fine. Wait, wait a little while, you know? So the first aspect aside from the misuse of power, I'll say, is the gift of the blue Birkin from Kylie Jenner. That specific Cardi blue jean shade can retail for anywhere between 11000 and over 25000 Also, she got two Birkin bags, at least. That's what rich people do, Ashley. Isn't there a wait list? Isn't there a wait list for Birkins? Do rich people just like hand this shit out like it's candy? And how do I get those friends? You know, I do actually keep up with their Kardashians I know more you than do. you do. Yeah. So Mama Kardashian, Chris, mm-hmm. has exclusive to Birkin. There's like a small list. She never has to be on a wait list. She is obsessed with Birkins. Her closet is mostly Birkins. And she always gets advance of stuff. And there's never a waiting list for her. I'm sure it's the same for them. Or she just asked her mom to get, you know, whatever. But her mom has like exclusive on Birkin. Let me just say I'm proud of my Kardashian knowledge because there's very few reality things that I know more about than you. And I oh, think yeah. the Kardashians are one of them. Yes, they are. They are. So um, proud of myself. Although I just saw that the Kardashians, yeah, yes. I even say it like you know, are on Hulu. So I was left with the choice last night of the world is dark. What reality show am I going to turn to? The Kardashians or Top Chef? I went with Top Chef, but the Kardashians are happening soon enough. Sometimes when I'm feeling extra down, I like to watch the Miami episodes because they were Mm. that was like it was a simpler time I was very into that when it was on actually I'm pretty sure all of maybe not the Hamptons but take Miami I was super into Chloe was my favorite and then also there's like playing around with sexuality it's so fun yeah it's a fun one plus it's Miami so it's like you know right your birthplace Yes. So the other aspect of this is that she got a gift from Offset of a car. Mm-hmm. It's a $300,000 Rolls Royce truck with a custom car seat. And they were photographed 
making out. Yeah. So are they back together? I have a thing. I really, I had, I've had plenty of do-overs in my time, but they were definitely with large, large spaces of time between them. One of my pet peeves is people that break up and they get back together and then break up like yes, back to back. Me too. And I was so proud of her when she was like, we are getting divorced. I'm not standing for this anymore. And I'm not getting child support because I'm a rich motherfucker. I was so into that. So I'm upset if they're going to get back together. But you know, maybe she was just drunk and she just like wanted to get with somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's what I read, I think, on page six was that they say that she just wanted that D. I I mean, you know, know. that's okay if you want that D. That's fine. But And I think that she's one of those girls that it can be just getting the D and she doesn't get her feelings right. Yeah, I just, for me, there's um, a lot more at stake than just getting the D in this scenario. Well, they have a child, right? No, no, not even just that. I just feel like, why would you give him that satisfaction? Like, you're Cardi B. You could have fucked anybody walking down the street if you wanted to. Men would have bent over backwards for a night with you and you're gonna go back to that same piece probably of shit that literally cheating on she you? probably could have pegged anyone yes you're just gonna keep going back to the same guy who keeps doing the wrong thing i get it we all have needs but like go with somebody and don't give that to him you gave him power a real power move would have been for her to make out with someone in front of him sex is always a power exchange as far as i'm concerned it really is it doesn't have to be seen that way it doesn't have to be that way in a moment but there is always some unspoken subtle power thing going on in sex so Yes, we can sit there and say, like, I'm an independent woman. I fuck whoever I want and good for you. But still be smart about it. Don't just sleep with this guy. He he doesn't deserve your... He doesn't deserve the WAP, okay? He does not deserve that macaroni in a pot. No, not even a $300,000 car does he deserve that WAP. Thank you for the car. Be on your way. Goodbye. That car will keep my baby safe. While you're at it, I'll take some child support. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this next one. Have you been following this saga? Speaking of babies. <laughs> this is so good. This is so ridiculous. Okay, Max. Irish? I don't know how the fuck you say this loser's name. I just like cannot stand this guy. I know, I know. Let me just start by saying this. There are some men out there that are so pathetic and just so just sad to me. I, I have this little twinge of power when I can be mean to a man. All right, if we're going to spit out this story about Max Eyrick, yeah, whatever fuck the him. fuck his name is. Formerly unknown to all of us, Ben started dating Demi Lovato in March. They had a very quick courtship relationship. They were engaged by September. I think it was September or August and then broken up by September. Yeah. He has been such a pathetic little man in this breakup. He keeps posting like, I think on Instagram, he keeps posting videos of himself talking in the mirror and like crying about it. And then he was recently spotted crying by himself on the beach. This guy is grasping I somewhere straws. read, I'm not sure, it's the beach where he proposed to her that he was. Oh my God. Oh, he's so sad. You know who else I used to feel this way about? Who? Tom Hiddleston when he dated oh, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. He is the same as this guy to you know, me. Stop being such a baby. Oh, you're just so pathetic. There's nothing grosser than a man who is so obviously using a situation for their own gain and they just are fine looking like such a fucking putz about it. Meanwhile, Demi Lovato posted a picture about how when she used to have an eating disorder, she hated her tits and now that she eats, she posted a picture of her holding her big titties up and she's like, now I like my tits. I was like, get it, Demi. (laughs) That's the kind of post we want to see, not a crying baby on the beach. She has such bad taste in men, though. She really, like, she dated G-Eazy, which everyone who dates G-Eazy, come on. Halsey, I think Ashley Benson is now dating him. Like, the guy 
was supposedly responsible for her relapse. Right. Demi Lovato's. Yeah. Listen, she's troubled. She picks people. She's troubled. No. Every girl who picks the wrong guy continuously, I just want to like send them to therapy. I know. She she probably has daddy issues because that's why we pick wrong guys. Like, you know, you got to do the work at the starting point, (sighs) Demi. At the starting point. Okay. Ready? Yes. Kylie Jenner and her brawl with Kendall. But they didn't show it, right? I don't think so. There have been other brawls that they've had, that they've shown. Like in the back of a car when they were really young. No, in recent episodes. They've, they've of fought. Of the two of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, um, Courtney got in right. on it and broke it up, and then Courtney started hitting them. Well, and then there's that big one between Courtney and Kim that Kim. just happened. Yeah, which I loved. That was a really good one. It, it's so good. It's so great. But like, I would say sisters do fight dirty. Do they? Do you and your sister beat each other up? No, because we weren't raised together. And I'm also 14 years younger than her. I mean, older than her. 14 years old. I wish I was 14 years younger than her. Do you think you would do that, though? Yeah, I think that if I had a sibling that I was raised with who was close in age, yeah, I think I would. Maybe this is why it's so, like, foreign to me because I I just have no concept of having a sibling. Because I'm really precious with my things. Yeah. And my mom used to talk about with her sisters that there was one sister that would always borrow stuff without asking and then return it fucked up. Mm. And my mom was like, they all had to pay, my, my mom's one of seven and they were not wealthy and they all had to buy their own clothes and stuff. And my mom used to save fastidiously because my mom was a fashion whore and would save all her money, everything for nice stuff. Her sister would borrow it and Yeah, ruin that would it. piss me off too. And I have a feeling that my sister and I would be like that. Okay. If we were actually raised together and I okay. would and I would freak out. I'd be like, did you touch my shit? You know? All right. And that's what this fight was over. So, which is funny because it was over not even either of their shit. So evidently they were going to go do something and Kendall had asked. Oh, an outfit, right? Right. Had asked. Who had she asked? Chloe? I can't remember which one she had asked, but Maybe she had was, asked. No, it was the uh, Courtney, I think. Courtney. Okay. So Kendall had asked Courtney, could I wear this outfit to this event? And then Kylie came in fully knowing that and stole the outfit out from underneath her. Not a chance Kylie is fitting into anything of Courtney's. Sorry to be the one that said it, or Kylie's. Well, right, but regardless, that's what quote-unquote happened. And then so Kendall, like, hit her, and then Kylie came after her with a shoe, with a high heel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for this. I am here. And then Kendall, who I like. I really like Kendall. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm not a huge Kylie fan. She makes zero sense to me. No, I, also feel I agree. So, I feel so bad for her because I feel like... She's so sadly insecure. So sadly insecure. But yeah. anyway, joke's on everyone because she's the wealthiest. So, yeah. <laughs> But anyway... She's not wealthier than Kim, though. Yes, she's wealthier than Kim. With all oh, of her really? Makeup, yeah, with all of her makeup stuff, she's wealthier than Kim. Hmm, good for her, I guess. Good for her. Anyways, it I... It would be great if she gave people credit when they send her shit for free and she wears it on Instagram. Um, but otherwise, good for her. Good for her. And they've been fighting notoriously since they were kids. So I, this is totally is relatable to me. And hmm. um, I'm curious, this wasn't a plan, uh, shout out or call to action, but girls out there, did you brawl like hardcore with your fellow sister? Is that a thing? Or boys out there who are listening? Did you brawl with your brothers, I guess? I think I've asked Matt before, and he was like, nah, not really. Like, he would occasionally, like, give him a punch or something, but I oh, don't see, know. Oh, see, we're Italian. It's spicy. Yeah, they're, they're very white. I've told you about the time, one dinner, where my dad strangled his father in front of everybody. <laughs> Listen, I've been to Cuban weddings where people have been shot, so I feel and like... And <laughs> I had to peel, I had to peel my dad off, my elderly grandfather. Yeah. So, you know, this happens in families, you know? Yeah, you know? And then the other one, I'm going to introduce it because I'm probably the most excited about it. Justin oh, yeah. Bieber is doing a collab with Crocs. The Crocs that they showed were just like some... 
yellow, bright yellow Crocs with like the little Crocs charms on them that made no sense to Bieber. Like I would like to see a cool pattern or something that shouts to me more Biebs. Something, anything. I would love a pair of Crocs that the front of the Croc has a porn mustache on it. (laughs) Actually, that makes a lot more sense than what they are doing with this integration, collaboration, whatever. And then I didn't know it, but there's such thing as Croctober. What the fuck is that? In the announcement, Justin Bieber was like, it's Croctober. <laughs> <laughs> so is it an actual thing or is he just making it? I'm not sure, but I am a dad. I'm totally, it's Croctober, Ashley. Oh my God. I only have one pair, but you know I love them. I know you love your Crocs so much. If being a basic bitch means a slip-on shoe that feels like you're walking on clouds. <laughs> then you don't want to be right. Uh, <laughs> Bieber, do the right thing. Donate some Crocs to us. Reach out. And please do one with like a fuzzy porn mustache on the front. You could put a Jesus sign on the top of it. I know you're religious these days. Put like a porn mustache and like a Jesus charm. I don't know. That's more on brand. That's what I'll leave you with. That's my closing thought. (laughs) As so many of you know... I love to read. And the New York Times is my other go-to thing that I read when I'm having insomnia. Nothing really helps. Uh, In fact, the New York Times usually makes it worse because it's journalism is spot on with reality and reality isn't so good these days. But anyway, this article was about how the pandemic will affect our kids socially. And we'll have a link to it in the show description. This woman was talking about how she's super concerned because the other day she had like a socially distanced play date with another kid and they both were wearing masks. And it was the first one that she's had in a while. They were outside playing and they were being safe, you know, kind of like expanding the bubble kind of thing. Right. It wasn't with people they knew though, right? It was just with other kids at the park? No, she knew the The other person, but the kids didn't necessarily know each other like that well. Got it. Okay. The kids playing together didn't actually interact. Like they avoided eye contact for 20 minutes, which, you know, I think kids... I want. I forget the age her kid was. I think that's an important thing to note because really young kids- They were kids, four and seven. Okay, that's a little older. I was going to say, because young kids often will play independently, but in the same room. Yes. Four and seven, they usually do kind of try to talk to each other. Right. So that led her to an inquiry of like what this is actually doing to our kids. Yeah. Right? So one thing she said, which helped, experts have said that a majority of kids will be totally okay and completely relearn socialization. So that was like- <sighs> that made me breathe. And I know that's yeah. something that you've really been concerned about. And that's yeah. why we try to have our kids hang out as much as we can together. We're due. Yeah. Well, we have it planned, but we're due for a hangout soon because it's been a little bit. Yes. So much so, let me tell you, my mother-in-law wants us to go down for Halloween. And I was like, Matt, we can't. We have plans for Luna's birthday. We cannot get out of it. Oh, so, thank you. Of course. I think it's important for both of them. If, if we're the only kids in each other's bubbles, you know, give or take, you know, you're potentially Tucker and all of them, then it's very important that we uphold those kind of appointments with each well, other. Well, we, we've already got two pies planned and I got the pinata and today I got the pinata candy. <laughs> so we are ready to roll. Yes. She said that it's really important to try to open up conversations with kids about how they're feeling and really uh, to talk about boundaries. To start not with necessarily conversation of why we're doing boundaries to socially distance, but other kind of boundaries. Like, you know, when mommy's recording the podcast, you have to be quiet and stay up here. That's a boundary. Or daddy doesn't like it when you touch his belly or like whatever it is. And that's just to set the precedence of what a boundary is. Then talk about why we're doing these boundaries 
boundaries. And instead of kind of like demonizing, like we have to wear masks. We talked about this before. You're like, people are getting sick, you know, to kind of reframe what it is and how we speak about it by speaking about boundaries and respect. Yes. And that this is about boundaries and respect and less about like everyone is going to die. Right. (laughs) Instead of like promoting the fear because, you know, they're so young and impressionable and what we tell them really leaves such a lasting impact to really, like you said, reframe things in a more positive manner, which I have to say I am not great at doing because I get so anxious about things. I really have to get better about like taking a breath, taking a step away from the situation for a second. Like how can I reframe this in a way that's not scary. You're very good at that. That is not a thing I I was just going to say, I have to pat myself on the back and say that I am good at that. This was really helpful for me because I hadn't thought about the boundary thing as a way to... Right. So that was like helpful in creating a framework for how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Then she goes through like the different age brackets, right? Of like the developmental part of both socialization and the brain. So she says that before 18 months, children haven't really started developmental stuff, theories of the mind, they call it. They don't understand that other people have thoughts different from the ones that are in their own head. They're like little baby narcissists. (laughs) So that's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Because they're going to have the thoughts that are in their head. They don't really see how they relate to other people's thoughts. Right. Then from two to five, when kids are socializing, um, like in a preschool, it's about morals, like moral reasoning. Like, is this a right action? Right. And that's why like sharing and treating others well is important. And so um, they need to learn what's fair and right. And they need to learn about it from being with other children. Yeah, that's where we are. And that's what is, I guess, kind of the most concerning. I mean, the best I can really do is, you know, during Zoom class, it's very hard for him to understand that he can't just talk whenever he wants and his teacher isn't just talking to him. So I have to kind of sit with him and be like, it's not your turn yet. And they mute him. Right. <laughs> they mute the kids that aren't talking. We need our kids to hang out more because like Luna really needs to learn sharing. Right. So does Sebastian. And part of this clingy thing to me, I know is some of it is just like where she's at developmentally or whatever, but right. it's also she's only been around me. Yes. Before this, she had babysitters and everything, and she hasn't had that. So, you know, they say they can learn it from siblings, but if your kid's an only child, it's tough for them to learn it from the parents. They need to model it from other kids' behavior. Right, exactly. So does it mean that your kid is doomed? It's safe to say that getting outside and meeting up uh, outdoors in as best as you can in like a peer group interaction or in a bubble is good. We've right? started going to the park again mm-hmm. um, because we go to a park that maybe has one or two other kids at it. He generally keeps his distance for the most part, but it's just to get some energy out and he sees other kids and occasionally he'll like talk to them. And because we know it's spread through the air and not through touch and stuff, I feel better about it. Yeah. But I do think that that has helped. You know, it, it's the most I can do at this point. And I think that that's helping the tiniest, tiniest bit. But we're very particular about what park we take him to, what time we take him, you know. They also say that parents really during this time need to work with like inner child work and do a lot of make-believe and a lot of pretend and a lot of creativity and problem-solving stuff that we need to go hard with that during this time. Because that's what preschool and interaction with other kids, that's what they do on their own. And if they're not having that, the parents need to step in and do a lot of that inner child work, which I hate those two words together, but like play pretend as best as you can. 
them. So for elementary school kids, Dr. Hunter is saying that he's not worried about them at all, that while young elementary students need the same kind of support that preschoolers do, by the time that they're seven or eight, they're finding ways to get their social needs met, whether it's through virtual interactions like FaceTiming or um, if it's through riding bikes together around the neighborhood. He said that his kids have taken to playing hide and seek in the building's courtyard with other children from the surrounding apartments, which is a a nice way of doing it, you know. And also you have to think about kids growing up in an urban environment. You know, at seven or eight, I'm not letting Sebastian just like go play bikes with other kids in the street without supervision. So the thing that kind of irks me about these articles as pertinent as they are is, you know, I constantly feel like the kids that are growing up the way Luna currently is and the way Sebastian is, is that, you know, so much of these things don't pertain to them. They still aren't like, it's not a resolution for them. You know what I mean? Well, and also one of the things they said was that we actually won't know the full outcome of how this affects them for many, many years until after this, because this is really an unprecedented time. So this is just from things they've garnered from like, sadly, they're using the same stuff as like kids who had to hide during wartime and stuff like that <sighs> or kids that are hospitalized for long periods of time you know away from like people. Higher lung kids yeah 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 note on masks every expert that they spoke with said that they were at first worried whether being around masked children and adults would make reading and social cues more difficult for this generation of children but all the experts say they're not concerned about it that kids are really resilient and that they may develop other skills more as a result of mask wearing yeah maybe they'll get better at reading people's like faces they said tone. that they're going to become better verbal communicators. Yeah. And they're going to learn to look people in the eyes. That's which great. has been a generational issue. Kids are, haven't been doing that. But now they are because that's what we see. When to worry. Everyone, kids included, has ups and downs during the pandemic. So what you're looking for is really a pattern of downs. If it's lasting for a week and it's because of distress from the new versions of school, which is, you know, homeschool, learn at home, whatever that is. Or these poor kids are going back to school and then it's taken away from them again. And Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they suggest a mental health day off for the child, which they probably would not have recommended pre-COVID. But if your kids' grades are suffering and they're upset for a long period of time, I mean, you know your kid better than anyone else does. If your kid is acting out in a way that is worrisome to you, it's time to talk to your pediatrician because you want to make sure it's not something bigger. The thing that this article and kind of I've been thinking about before this article is I think about like my grandmother's generation and I've talked before about my grandmother was a narcissist it's culturally women her age who are Cuban and I would say some other Hispanic women in that age bracket are narcissists and it's like a thing. You know, this is not just a mental health issue, which of course it is, but there's also obviously a social and cultural impact, something that happened on these people to kind of breed them in this way. And I wonder what that's going to be for our kids. Obviously, I hope it's not narcissism, right? (laughs) but what is that going to be? And I, I would say this article helped a little bit, made me feel a little less worried about that. A note from the author, she said that after the first play date, when they had a second one, the kids stopped ignoring each other and started chasing each other on scooters. Turns out they just needed a little more time to warm up. I mean, has Luna seen other kids other than Sebastian at all, like at the park or anything? Uh, I mean, we have other kids in the building. Yeah. 
So you haven't noticed anything with her, right? Um, she's obsessed with the masks. Okay. I mean, but she's very little, so. She says masks, masks. Mm-hmm. And when we had the longest amount of time away, when we were in Margate and her friends were here, she did kind of have a little bit of a depression section. Yeah. But then we doubled down on like going to the beach and doing other things and going to my mom's house. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is she's been so clingy. Yeah. Like she doesn't not want to be around me. And she used to joke that she could get abducted so easily because she'd just go with anybody. So it's hard because some of this stuff is like developmental and some of it, I've heard from other parents that the kids are just getting so used to being around you all the time. Yeah. That they are. I I have to say, I haven't really seen, in terms of social interaction, I haven't seen him be negatively impacted yet. Like when I see him around other kids, he still wants to play, you know, because it's Luna and then it's Danny and James's son, Joey, that are in our bubble. And this was the first time he saw Joey since Joey was really a baby. When you guys went to the cabin. Yeah. Mm. He has been fine with it. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't other things that are potentially going on, I'm just not totally sure what they are. And that's, I think, the scariest thing for me. It's the lack of control and the lack of not being able to spot what the issue is now to help fix it. And therefore, you know, the lack of control in that situation. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm actually really worried about our move in that way because she has the neighbor girl that she like runs in the hallway with and she talks about her 24-7 Eeny, Eeny, Eeny. And they drop things off in the hallway like little presents when the other one wakes up. Gift from Eeny. It's really cute. And being in the suburbs and not having made any friends, it's really going to be hard to make new friends during this time. So I'm just going to really have to double down and just like make it a point that we see Sebastian more often. Yeah. Also on top of it, maybe there are ways like for other people listening, maybe there's something like you have made friends with adults who are moving to the area around the same time on Facebook. Maybe it's a good way for people to find, um, you know, kids to play with in the same way. But you know, that's the, I guess the issue with that is you don't really know somebody you're just learning. You don't know how safe they actually are. And those things come out with time. I've seen people who freaked out about quarantine at the beginning and now they're eating indoors at restaurants. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not my cup of tea. You know, I mean, I feel like we have that swing set in the backyard that we're going to keep up at least for the winter. We might tear it down later. But I mean, maybe I'll just start by having like somebody who has one kid over on the swing set outside. Yeah. You know, just to like, I don't know, babysit. No, I get it. I agree with you. I'm trying to find workarounds that are safer everybody. Yeah. So there you have it. Your kids are hopefully will not be as fucked up as we all thought. Yeah. That's what the message is. It's looking okay. (laughs) Yeah. But we do need to reframe the way we talk about it maybe and maybe double down on how we play with them. Yep. All right. So our next segment is No. Your Okay, so this is a quick fire game. We did it a little bit differently on the live show. We did it more like a newlywed game, but this is a quick fire where I will ask you quick questions. You don't necessarily know what the question is, and you'll just answer off the cuff, and we'll just do it really quickly. Okay. Okay. Ashley, you ready? I am ready. What is your favorite food? Like type or dish? Dish. My last meal would probably be like a, a New York strip, uh, black and blue, well salted, cooked in butter with a side of really gooey mac and cheese, some shrimp, and like a really yummy salad. You do love shrimp. I forgot about that. I fucking love shrimp so much. How many states have you lived in and what are they? Four. Florida, New Jersey, New York, and California. 
Who is your least favorite actress? Least favorite actress? Uh, who do I hate? Carrie, help me. I don't know who you hate as a Katie actress. Holmes is a terrible Oof, actress. I hate her she too. She's so bad. Yes. I like her as a person and I definitely love Surrey Cruz, but she drives me crazy. Who is your least favorite actor? Ugh, there's so many. Um, I don't understand the appeal of Chris Evans. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely someone I hate more than him, but yeah, let's say him for now. Favorite item of clothing? I love a black turtleneck. You rock turtlenecks the way my high school math teacher rocked a turtleneck, which is you love them. But yes, you rock I'm, it better, obviously. Right. Well, because there is an art to rocking a turtleneck. So you don't look like a math teacher. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like not a, a white turtleneck with like candy canes on it. Right. But I love a turtleneck. I love a blazer, like a good double-breasted blazer. These are I love total tall girl choices. Yeah. I think a good booty and a good loafer are essential. It's a very Katherine Hepburn answer of you. But that's that's like my my vibe, man. That's my vibe, man. <laughs> and then finally, marry, fuck, kill. Jason Bateman, Mitch McConnell, Tristan Thompson. Man, I ripped this question off on mine. Um, all right, so I would marry Jason Bateman. I would fuck Tristan Thompson, and I would obviously kill Mitch McConnell. Can you <laughs> I know, imagine I if I was like, I'm going to marry Mitch McConnell? I know. I made it kind of easy. <laughs> there were like the first three guys that came to my mind, which what the fuck was on my mind? Mine was so hard, by the way. My Mary fuck kills. Okay. okay, ready? Yes. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? Basic. Last physical album you bought? Radiohead. Wow, like a CD? You bought a Radiohead CD? No, an actual record. Oh, okay. That's good. Because I, I, would... I do buy vinyl occasionally. Yeah, okay, same. All right, I got it. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Does it have to be I've already lived it or no? No, you don't have to be alive during it. I don't know. I always say the roaring 20s but because of the fashion, but it also fucking sucked. Yeah, you couldn't even drink, man. You had to hide it. I know. So is that your final answer? I think so. I think okay. so. What was your favorite childhood TV show? Either Three's Company or The Jeffersons. I love Three's Company. It, that's a hard one to just pick which one. Okay. In Those my mind, they're the very same. Good, though. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah. What's one trait you hope Luna gets from you? I don't really give in to peer pressure because okay. I don't give a fuck what people think. Having a daughter, I'm really nervous about the peer pressure thing. So yeah. I really hope she gets from me that I didn't really give in to peer pressure. It didn't bother me. And what about Lee? Um, Lee has some of the best self-confidence of anyone I've ever met in my whole entire life. Wow, better than you? Yeah, better than Jesus me. Jesus Christ. It's scary, actually. <laughs> what does a person need to be happy? Good relationships. Okay. Like solid, good relationships with people. Connection is what I was trying to say. So not relationships, it's connecting with people. Like, I mean, good, solid relationships, like making, they have good connections with people, with real Got people. It. Yeah. Got it. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Yes. Agreed. Not in COVID times, but why are you having a party in COVID times anyway? But right. yes, double dipping is okay. Do you know what the definition of trusodecophobia is? Is it fear of the number 13? It is. Ah, that's my favorite um, number. I don't have, I don't fear of it. I've, I, that's my favorite number. You're Trusadeca lover. Fuck, Mary kill. Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell. Oh, kill Donald Trump. Fuck Ted Cruz. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I guess that seems like the best option, right? Ew, does that mean you're marrying Mitch McConnell? <laughs> I think I have to. This whole question, this was a lose-lose question. Hashtag swag bag. 
Cash, you want to go first? Sure. So um, I'm not 100% sure I haven't done this one before, but today's laundry day, so I'm mm-hmm. reminded at how much I love this. The OxyClean Stain Stick. I'm not trying to like target this towards women, so no one read into this shit. But if you're the person who does laundry, or maybe your husband does laundry, or your partner, or whatever, and they just always leave stains and things, buy yourself the OxyClean Stain Stick. Nothing in the world is better at getting Every fucking stain out. I mean, I've got set in stains out before. It takes a lot. You have to put a little elbow grease. You might have to wash it a few times. The key is don't put it in the dryer. You put it in the wash. You see if it came out. If it did, then you put it in the dryer. If it did not, then you stain stick it again and you wash it again. It has gotten baby poop, blood, vomit, chocolate, wine, tomato sauce, you name it. It gets it out of clothes. Sounds like a it party. Is, All that shit in your clothes. A sacrifice Halloween party. <laughs> um, it is so good. There's a link in our show notes. I have it in my subscribe and save on Amazon because it is just like, I just need it all the time. I have it in the bathroom. I have it in the laundry room. It is a lifesaver. And with a toddler boy who can't do anything without making a mess, it's incredible. Mine's a boring one too. Olab Kids Socks. O-L-A-B. They're on Amazon. I'll send you a link. I've had mostly hand-me-downs for my baby, and one of my fancy friends gave the best hand-me-downs. And some of it were these cute socks that have, like, little animal faces on them, and they have grippies on the bottom. My kid takes after me in that we both have sweaty feet. Oh, Sebby, too. Yeah. So I, like, need a good cotton sock. I get really specific about my socks. We've had this discussion before where mm-hmm. I, I bought all new socks, and it changed my life. So these Olab socks stay on her foot. Because you know when kids first are born, it's like they don't have ankles or something. The socks yes. always fall off. Yes. So these socks always stay on. They're the right height where they like stick up a little bit from the socks and they have little character ears on them. They're super, super cute. They've got grips on the bottom. So if when you take your kid's shoes off and they have their socks on, they don't like kill themselves in your hardwood floors. And they're just so cute. Those are the only <laughs> socks that Luna wears. I just buy two packs of them and they last. They don't get holes and we're hard on our socks here. I just was thinking about it because my child has the largest feet ever yep. and I had to buy up to the next size, which is for four to six-year-olds, but that's where her foot size is. How is that possible? She's like so teeny tiny skinny. How are her feet that, they don't look that big. I know, she has huge feet. She takes after Lee's sister. Lee's sister is tiny and has big feet. Kind of the awesome thing is the other socks that I've bought, for whatever reason, she grows out of them quicker. Whatever the magic, this is like sisterhood of the traveling socks. It grows with their feet. They last like a really long time. I don't Hmm. know why. I got to buy them, so please do the Yeah, they're my absolute favorite, so Olab socks. Good. We had, like, boring mom ones this time. Yeah, but, you know, that's the point of swag bags. Sometimes they're just boring-ass shit. Well, that was a fun show. Fun show, guys. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Yep. Make sure to tune in Thursday nights to Momtourage Live from Your Couch on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, same time, same place. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.